Hey everyone, and welcome back to I Just Blank. Now what? The podcast. It's Jessica, of course. And I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for tuning in for yet another week of amazing stories. And a special thank you for tuning in last week as I shared a very personal story about my fertility. And once that was out there, uh, so many of you reached out to message me and just send some love my way. And I, I just want to say thank you so much for doing that. I really, I really appreciate it. It was definitely a hard sh- story to share, but one that I know that was really important to get out um, because there's lots of other people who feel the same way and are really struggling with the decision of continuing on um, with their fertility journey or you know, stopping or, or, or making hard decisions about how to, how to build their family. So without further ado, we're going to jump into this week's episode. It is a juicy one. Um, my wonderful friend, Ashley Ann, is uh, my guest today, and she's going to be sharing her story that really resonates with me, and I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of you. And it's just about not being able to decide and pick one thing, which is what so many of us multi-passionate entrepreneurs face on the daily, like, what do you tell, what do you mean I can only do one thing? And in a society that tells you kind of to focus in and, you know, become an expert in one space, for those of us who can't and really thrive actually in doing multiple things, it can definitely be a challenge. So I'm really excited for her to share her story and experience in how she kind of made all the things that she loves to do work cohesively. So a little bit about Ashley, from storyteller to self-publishing mentor to conscious leader, Ashley Ann owns her multi-passionate entrepreneurial spirit. She is the co-founder and marketing strategist at The Studio Press, a self-publishing agency for entrepreneurs, and alongside helps entrepreneurs advocate to be their true selves through her podcast, coaching, and speaking. So without further ado, my wonderful friend, Ashley Ann, is going to be joining me on the show, and I just want to thank her for having me on her podcast, too. We had a lot of fun recording an episode for her show, and so I just love collaborating and, and joining up with other people. So let's dig into this week's episode and get to the Now What? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank. Now what? Me too, friend. Me too. I've had quite a few actually. And in the moment, I never knew what I was going to do next. Of course, I had to figure it out. Sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Well, hello, hello, Ms. Ashley Ann. Oh my goodness, hello. It is so good to be here and chatting with you. I know, I was trying to rack my brain the other day of A, how long we've known each other and B, how we met because you are one of the people whom I know I got connected with you somehow on some like 
networking app or like through some community group or something where we had things in common. I know that I just cannot for the life of me remember which one. And I don't even know how long ago that was just because you've been like an Instagram and online <laughs> friend and I just see your life all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's actually, I've known her forever. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm usually put it pretty good at remembering, but I don't know why I can't remember right yeah, now. It's all good. All that matters is that we got connected. That's that's the, the exactly. bottom line. <laughs> okay, girlfriend, I am so freaking stoked about our conversation today and your topic because I think this is something that's really going to resonate with a lot of people, especially those in the entrepreneurial space and world like you and I, and especially or creative individuals like you and yeah. I, where I just can't commit to one thing. <laughs> now what? When I read that, I was like, oh, yes, this this is going to be a topic many people can resonate with or agree with or disagree with. Like, it might be very polarizing, too. Totally. But I think there's actually more people in our camp of not really loving being forced to do one thing and would mm-hmm. much prefer to do multiple things, but really just don't know how to do that. Exactly. So I'm excited to dig into this conversation. But before we do... Can you tell everybody just a little bit about you? Obviously, I just read your lovely bio to everybody, but I love, you know, for guests to just share in their own words, like some cool stuff you want to tell the people about you. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I'm in the process of having multiple different businesses, and that's why I think this like topic resonates so much with me. But one side of who I am is a book coach at the Studio Press. So my business partner and I, we have a self-publishing agency where we help coaches self-publish nonfiction books. And then the other part of me is like my is like the human design junkie that I've started to really get into in the last year, and my same business partner. We're almost creating our own personal brand on the side as well. And where we're going to talk a lot more about human design and business and, and identity and a lot of like the personal and spiritual side of things. And then I actually have something that my boyfriend and I do together as well. We do the kind of like customs things on the side. And so it's actually so much fun to just lean into all of these different things. And I mean, other titles, I have a podcast, I'm a speaker, I'm an author, all the fun stuff, but it's just, it's so amazing to be living a life just filled with joy and I love it and I feel so satisfied every single day and that's that's who I am yeah so you totally have embraced the Marie Forleo title of multi-passionate entrepreneur (laughs) yeah when she said that I think you know last year or you know in a book or in a podcast I don't remember when I'm like Mm -hmm. yes Right? Yeah. But Same for a long me. time, I almost felt like I was like, how can she be multi-passionate? Because that's what everyone says the opposite. Everyone says, pick one thing, find one thing. And I was like, I can't do that. Like I felt like I was getting pulled in so many diff- different directions. And for like many years, it was like, I almost gave up on being a quote unquote entrepreneur. Cause I was like, I can't figure out this one thing. I'm not going to be successful at one thing. I can't do one thing. I can't pick. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's rewind the tape a little bit. So I guess that's what you're talking about. Like you had all these creative ideas, you wanted to do multiple things, but you were getting conflicting messages from all the coaches out there and all the podcasts and all the books telling you to niche down, focus on one, like be an expert in this field, like find your one, your target. Like I do that too. Like pick your one target. And it really kind of rubbed up wrong for you in terms of making decisions, or maybe it was actually paralyzing you in making decisions because you couldn't pick the one thing. Exactly. And nothing made sense 
And part of this is also part of like me diving into human design and part of what I've like the way that I live life and navigate is through trial and error. So I'm meant to experience a lot of different things. And I'm just meant to like, whenever something is lighting me up and I'm like, oh, I feel really called to do that. Just go and try it and figure it out. And that's really what like my I would say like when I was in college, roughly around that era is when I was just like dabbling in all these different things, just trying to like figure out what I wanted to do, trying to find the one thing that I was meant to do for the rest of my life. And I just like was volunteering here and volunteering here and doing this and that. But when I dived into entrepreneurship and everyone was like one thing, one thing, I was like, I can't pick one thing. Nothing makes sense. And it almost felt like I had all these different puzzle pieces from like writing my book, doing speaking, creating an online course from my book. I was like, but I don't understand how this all comes together. And I was like trying to figure out my brand and nothing made sense. And I was getting so frustrated that I almost was just like, you know what? I guess I'm going to work a job for like the rest of my life because I can't figure this out. (laughs) Okay. So then what happened? So I ended up hiring a business coach at the end of 2019 and It's funny because along the way of me writing my book and then working with someone to create my book into an online coaching program, which again, it was just like going with these things that were just like, yeah, do that. Like it just felt right to do it. And along that journey, the the person I was working with was kind of like, you know, you could really help people publish their books. And I was receiving questions. There was people in my field that were like, how did you do it? You're so young. How did you publish your book? What did you do? And And I got really excited about that too. And I was like, oh no, here we go. Now we have another thing pulling me. So I just decided when I hired this business coach that I was going to focus on the book aspect, like helping people tell their stories because it was the thing that was really, really exciting me at that time. And I was like, let me focus here. And so I, I launched like a book coaching program early 2020 and things have just evolved. And that was like my saving grace. I was like, if this doesn't work, forget it. I was just about to give up. And then when I saw that it worked and people were actually hiring me to help them, I was like, okay, this is different. And it just felt right. And then I was just going with the flow. And my business partner and I came together very early in 2022, like 2020 as well. And it's just been progressing and progressing. And and it's incredible the way things just flow. So what's interesting is like, even though you're doing multiple things and, you know, Oh, you're an author yourself, you're a speaker, you have your own podcast, you know, the publishing, self-publishing business, even though they're all different, they're all connected though, right? right? They all like do fit together. Do. I guess it was just the clarity of how, how to piece them together and in what order so that one flowed into the next. Yeah. And, and part of it as well is sometimes we think, well, if I try and do too many things that I'm not going to have time or, you know what I mean? It's almost like that idea of mastering the one thing, but I feel like for me, what brings me the most joy and what actually helps me to do even better at one thing is having my hands in multiple different things. Because when you're doing something here, you'll learn a lot that can apply here and it just all works. It's just been so beautiful to be able to just say, you know what, I can make time for all of these different things. And I think that's the other side of it, too, is that not saying the excuse of time. Well, I don't have time to do add this other thing to my plate. And mind you, I'm still doing all of this while working a full time job. Really? Right. (laughs) 
I didn't know that. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. So it's just like it, it so works. This is all your moonlighting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So um, let's talk a little bit about human design for those of who are listening who have never heard of human design before. Give us a little bit of an overview of what this is and how it helps you unlock your clarity of mm. knowing that you can do multiple things at the same time and it's okay. Yeah. Human design is so big almost like there's so many elements and it's almost like it's been you know this it was actually done by this canadian man who has brought so many different elements together like you'll see the chakra system if you're familiar with the chakra system you'll see that element there you're going to see the zodiac sign element the astrology is all in it too it's almost like bringing all these different things together but it's really about like your energetic blueprint, like who you were here to be. And there's definitely a lot of different websites that you can go to to find your chart. And probably when you see it, you're going to be like, what does all this mean? But really, it's just the answers that I don't want to say answers, because the, the thing is, too, is if something doesn't resonate when you hear something about human design and in your specific chart or profile, then it's kind of one of those things where it's just take it or leave it. If it doesn't fit, then you don't have to you don't have to wear it. And that's the, the beauty of it, too. There's no it's not meant to be a restriction or limitations. It's just meant to give you probably some clarity on on why you've almost been feeling the way you have been feeling. And that's been it for me is realizing that as a manifesting generator, which is one of the types in human design, I am meant to move super quick and I'm meant to do a lot of things at once. And that a manifesting fits. generator. Yeah. That's quite the title. Right? But it <laughs> actually suits you. Like when I think when when you hear that word and I look at you, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Ashley. <laughs> and and that's the thing, right? It's like when you hear something and you learn about something, it and it resonates and it fits, you're like, ah, oh, this makes sense. It's almost like the resistance of who you truly are kind of stops. And that's really what it's felt like. It's almost felt like with knowing these things and actually how I've been living my life. And it's amazing to see that this is who I'm meant to be. And it almost gives you more permission to be that person instead of trying to resist and do things somebody else's way. And I think that's the beauty in what human design is the permission to be who I am, the permission to say, listen, I'm meant to move fast, but I'm also going to burn out really quickly, like an energizer bunny. So I'm going to be taking a lot of naps throughout the day. And that's just me owning it and allowing myself to own it. And so it's just been a beautiful learning curve to, to learn about human design. And it's just a tool. Like there's so many tools out there. It's just a tool. I think that's great because, you know, for so many people out there whom we hear the phrase, be your authentic self being floated around a lot, right? Like yeah. show up as you. And, and some people are like, what does that even mean? Right. Like, how do I like, how do I do that? Because there's all these labels that we all wear or we wear, we all wear multiple hats, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you wear all of them at the same time so that you're showing up in all the spaces as your authentic self all the time, right? So yeah. I think it's great that you found this tool to kind of give you a little clarity of, yes, you are multiple things. Mm -hmm. right and that is a little and you stitch all of those things together and that is you actually as a manifesting generator <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do and this is how you do things in all the areas of your life yep and i think that's one of the big things too we do here like be your authentic self all the time it's just like inundated like on social media be your authentic self and you're like 
but huh? you're telling me to do this and you're telling me to do that. And it gets so confusing and overwhelming. And that's where I feel like this, the hard part about social media with business comes in. Like it, it gives us so much opportunity. I will never say anything otherwise. I think it's just knowing almost like having the emotional intelligence when you feel that overwhelm from social media, like to take a step back. And I think that's the other element that has allowed me to really tune in and and trust myself is really kind of stepping back. Like August, I, I really made this conscious decision that I was just going to kind of put hold, like hold on everything, just like spend some time, spend more time by myself and just be and just enjoy and not worry about business. And plus it's summer. Everyone's kind of like feels in that mode of like taking off for the summer, right? Like it feels shut down. So I was like, this feels like a good time to just take a step back. And, and it was just in that quietness and in the stillness that again, more, more clarity was coming up because I was spending that time by myself. And when we're piling so much on, like there's that balance between having, doing a lot of things, but also having space and also having space for yourself and the stillness and the quiet. So you can still get to hear yourself because if we don't create that space, like I I feel like that's where our creativity lies is when we have space in our calendar. But when we fill it with busyness, that was for me, like, I just, I was like, I don't feel creative and no wonder. Busyness is like the kiss of death for anyone in the creative space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were totally confused, had all of these things that you wanted to do, didn't really know how to make them all happen. You know, conflicting voices telling you to pick one. You, how did you even learn about human design? My business partner. She brought it to me. Yeah. Okay. So you learn about human design. You find out yet that you're a manifesting generator. It all becomes clearer for you. Yeah. Now what? How do you now implement what you've learned and get all the things that you want to do onto a map so that you can successfully be in all the spaces? Yeah. One of the biggest things in part of human design is knowing how you're meant to make decisions. And so for me, and this is where the, the chakra system kind of actually comes into play. And as a manifesting generator and just generators as well, that's another type in human design, we were really meant to make decisions from our sacral. And so that's literally just, is this a gut yes? Or is this like an absolutely hell no, I don't want to do this. And just trusting whenever I got those yeses and nos. And it's very much, even to the smallest thing of like, what do you want for dinner? I can't, I don't even know how to answer that question. I need like, do you want pizza or do you want tacos? And I'll always go for tacos over pizza. Me too, actually. Oh, that's a tough one. I do love both pizza and tacos. But yeah, my gut would say tacos any week. Yeah, Yeah. not just Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would be like Monday, Friday, like Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, tacos every day. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so for you as a manifesting generator, it's not about... So it's harder for you to make like a decision, like what do I want to eat? But it's a lot easier for you to choose between options. Exactly. So as, as like your sacral is meant to respond to a yes or a no question. And so leaning into that more and trusting that whenever I got a, a, a gut yes to something, like any opportunity that presented itself, whether it be, let's say I'm scrolling on social media, something really inspires me and I feel called to ask that person to come on my, on my podcast. That is trusting my like gut and going with it. So 
that is what's allowed me to really step in and be able to be in all these different places. And just knowing that, you know, we're not meant to like, we, we, we ebb and flow in energy as well too, right? Like we're, we're not meant to be on all the time. And it's just like also trusting those moments where like, I don't really feel like being on. I don't really feel like doing anything. I don't want to be on social media and just it's all good. I can step back as well, but it's the, it's trusting my sacral that has been that force that has allowed me to say yes and no to everything in different areas of, of business from like the self-publishing, the personal brand that we're creating, like all of it. Okay. So the ability to say yes to things and no to things is great, but in saying no, that's a hard thing for people. So was that something that was really you struggled with in the past and then now really kind of figured out how the best way for you to make decisions and how to say no and how Mm -hmm. to put up that boundary effectively. Yeah. I think putting human design completely on this, on the side, I think everybody struggles with feeling like they have to say yes to everything. Like Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've learned is that we're as a society, we're really we're almost set up for a lot of the people like to, to be a doer, like to be the overachiever, to be the doer, like to be the yes people. And it's like, we're actually not all meant to be the doers, but putting human design aside, it's hard to say no at all. And that is probably one of the biggest things, especially when I started my business 2020, I just said yes to everything. I was like, absolutely. I'll take on anything. I can figure it out. I'll find the answer. If I don't know it, I will figure it out and we'll get it done. But in that, I was coming to a point of burnout. Like I I felt like I was so close to feeling that burnout and I knew I needed something had to change. And thankfully, I think a big part of having my business partner was her helping me slow down, slowing down to actually think like, what do you really want to do? And who are the type of clients that we want to work with? Like getting super clear on that and not just saying, yes, we're going to say yes to every single client that comes our way. Like just having that space to pause and say, let's say for a discovery call, we get off a discovery call instead of actually selling on the discovery call, taking a step back after the discovery call saying, okay, does this fit? Does it fit for us to work together? And then sending an email. But again, we're taught in business, sell on the call, do it right away. And like that space, just that separation allows that pause and that moment to really check in and say, am I going to really enjoy working with this person? Because if you're not going to, then it's going to be a miserable time for you and the client. What's going through my head right now is people are going to be like, okay, so she wants to do multiple things. <laughs> that is her desire. Um, and maybe that's their desire too, is to do all the different things. But now you're telling me to say no to stuff. Like how mm-hmm. does that line up with being multi-passionate, but then saying no to things? Because to some people, that's a little bit of a conflicting message. Totally. Um, but I get the sense is like, you need to say no to certain things so that you can say yes to the more more yeses to what you're really meant to do and that will allow you to be multi-passionate and all the things can work better mm-hmm. but how how do you help somebody make those decisions of what's the yeses and what's the no's i think the the key word that you said was desire it's leading saying yes to the things that you actually desire and not saying yes to the things where you feel like you should like I think the shoulds is where I've really t- taken a step back and should I do this because 
I feel like I have to do this for my client. Like the have tos, the shoulds are probably things that you could say no to. And oftentimes the thing is sometimes a no is just a not right now is not the timing. So it's not a no completely or forever, but it's saying yes more so to your desires, to the things that you're feeling the pull and not the things where you're like, I should do this because if I don't, then what is this client going to think of me or, or something along those lines? Like it's the shoulds and the have tos. Those are the things I would say to say no to so that you do have more space and time in your calendar to continue to lead with your desires. We're meant to live a life where we are feeling fulfilled. We feel joy. We feel happy. And when you're saying yes to all the things, including the things that you don't really want to do, like that's not really in alignment with that. All right. So um, setting boundaries, saying yes and saying no. What, like how else did you kind of get to this space of being able to be multi-passionate and thriving in all the different spaces? If you were to give somebody listening who is, you know, currently struggling with, I want to do all the things, I just don't know how, what are your, your mile markers for them? Trying. <laughs> That's the one of the, I know it sounds so simple and cliche to say try, but I can't remember where I heard this. For some reason, I want to say it's like Gary V. I remember hearing him talk about this, like just trying everything because you just never know. And if you try something and you decide, oh, I don't really like that. Well, perfect. You learn something about yourself mm -hmm. and it's a win-win situation for you. But I think trying is key to being able to figure that out and find out what are the things that you really want to do. And, and the other element is also, I feel like one of the things that I've always struggled with is the impatience, the impatient, like I want it now. I want to do this right now. And Ashley needs to pause and say, Ashley, it will happen. You don't have to do everything today in this moment right now. Yeah, you can have all the things. You can just have them all in the same moment. You might need to stagger them out a little bit. Exactly. And I think that's key. Like that part is key as well. Like even with my business partner and I, we really just tested like our like coming together in the self-publishing agency. It wasn't right away, but we just tried one thing and we're like, you know what? This really works. This fits. We bring it together. Then we started to have this like idea and thought about a personal brand and a different kind of business. And again, we're doing the exact same thing. We're just trying and seeing if it works, but we're also not rushing the process either. And that's the other thing is people are just rushing to the next thing. Yeah, I, I, I love a good test and learn. <laughs> yep. Like, <laughs> let's, let's do a little test. Let's learn some things and then we can like roll it out in a bigger way or in, but just, just start. Yeah. Just starting with, with literally with anything. I, I read this book last year and it's this incredible, he has an incredible story, David Goggins. And um, his book is called Can't Hurt Me. And he talks about how we're so afraid, afraid of failure. We're so afraid of failure that we don't even try. And so I, I really think it's like, we're more so, and part of that too, I think is like, we're actually more so afraid of, of success. Like what happens if it actually works? Because we're failing all the time. We've, we know failure. We've been through failure. I'm sure all of us can say, yeah, I, I learned something there. I failed quote unquote, whatever that means, but we're more so afraid of success. And that other side of it is we're just, we're so afraid. Like, what if it really does work and we don't even allow ourselves to try it? This might be like a little bit of a side tangent, but what you just said made me think of something as it relates to relationships. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with somebody one time and they were just like in a funk and like, I guess they had broken up with somebody or their relationship had fallen apart. And she's like, ugh, she's like, I'm just like, I'm not good at relationships and none of them have ever lasted, right? And I kind of just turned to her, I'm like, newsflash, that's how it's supposed to be. You're only ever actually have supposed to have one that lasts. <laughs> like the last one. Right. right? Like, I'm not good at relationships. None of them, like, like succeed. So I don't, like, she was, like, like the thought of dating again for her was just, like, mm-hmm. right? I'm, like, hey, girlfriend. I'm, like, um, <laughs> that's how it works because yeah. all of those other relationships weren't supposed to last or you're not going to find the one that will. Right? <laughs> I honestly, I, I totally could have taken I mean sometimes you can get conditioning from like our childhood things like that and I totally could have taken that on I had so many relationships like I was just in and out in and out it was like "Mm, this is not working for him anymore I'm done here and then I would like be very quick to jump to the next and everyone what everyone tried to project on me was you're you're afraid you're afraid of like getting close to people and I was like maybe and I could have taken that on I think I did take that on for a while but now I look at it as I was just like, I had this discernment to say, you know what? I know this is not going to work. So I'm not going to waste any of our time. Yeah. And we're just going to move on. Yeah. For me, all of my relationships, like in my like early twenties and and all things, three months at the three month mark, they all just like went (laughs) south. Right. Right. And it was just because like I either knew or something happened that made us both know like this is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I think I had one relationship that lasted nine months. And really, I probably should have broken up with that person <laughs> well before. But I was like, oh, my God, like, I just need to, like, m- like make Push it through, through, like, this three-month barrier. So dated him for, th- for nine months. But the only relationship I've ever had in my entire life that lasted a year plus is with my husband. Me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my, my goalpost was eight months. And my longest now, we've been together for five years, my boyfriend and I. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So yeah, for all the people out there who are like, oh, I'm not good at relationships, they never last. They're not supposed to. <laughs> but anyways, okay, so that was a total side tangent as, as we start talking about relationships when we're really talking about other decisions in life. But um, what other tips you got? Trying, I totally mm-hmm. agree with, right? Yeah. Being able to do something to know whether it's for you or not. Like you can't make a decision if it's for you or for not if you don't even actually attempt it. So I'm all mm-hmm. for that. Or doing things that really, that you know, speaks to your desire and not out of obligation. Yeah. That's a really good clue, right? (laughs) Having some patience. (laughs) Having some patience too. Okay. Patience is really important. Stick with something long enough to really know versus Mm -hmm. quitting out of fear because you're scared, but are you really scared or is it really because you just don't want to do it? Yeah. That's actually really interesting because I think people mix up fear with this other feeling of why they shouldn't do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you how did you work through the fear part of making your decisions of what to stick with and what to let go? Hmm. I think part of me, like one of the biggest things that I live by, and part of this is because I feel like this is a side, but like I've I, at such a young age, I experienced a lot of loss in my life. Like a lot of people that I know have passed away, and it's just given me a completely different outlook on life. And so as strange as it is to say, I'm so grateful to have experienced this at such a young age because of my perspective on life. And so when I was in that moment, like about to completely give up on entrepreneurship, having something of my own, 
I really went back to like, if I think about what it means to really live my life to the fullest. And if I think if I were to die tomorrow, would I regret this? Would I regret not doing it? The answer would be yes. And that is always the thing that brings me back into you've got to do this. Like, that's the thing that pulls me that one question, which is not supposed to be like morbid. It's not supposed to like send you into a panic. For me, it actually feels like it pulls me back into alignment into, okay, stop thinking about all the fear, stop thinking about all the reasons why it's not going to work and think about the reason why it actually might work for you. And just think about life in the sense of like, if I don't try, like, what do I have to to lose if I don't try it? You know, I think in life, we, we do have to take more risks. And I think that's what a lot of quote unquote successful people know is that taking risks, it, it's required. Mm-hmm. It's required in life. And taking a risk on investing on, in a business coach who I don't know if it's going to work out, but guess what it did. And if I didn't do it, I don't know where I would be. Mm-hmm. Can't you know? get any worse than where we are right now, right? <laughs> Exactly. The, the only way, if you are feeling like you're at your lowest mo- moment, like the only way up to go is up. And I know that sounds so cliche, but if you just think like tomorrow we're going to be the end, like would I regret it? And I always say like one day is not a day of the week. That's like the quote that I live by. Yeah. Sunday Island. Right? Yeah. Sunday <laughs> that one day Island. I'm going to do that. And that was me. I told myself that for a long time because I remember when I first got into like, like network marketing, my, my focus was giving back and I wanted to go and volunteer abroad. And that's all I talked about. And I thought I had to be, because I was 20 at the time, I thought I needed to be like 25, 30 in order to go and achieve this dream. And my grandmother passed away in the midst of it. And she passed away in May of 2015. And I was like, whoa. I woke up so fast and on August 2015 to the day I was on a plane going to Nicaragua to volunteer because I was just like, I don't have one day doesn't exist. Can't wait. You're packing out lots of great lessons in today. <laughs> so how do you feel now that you have been able to commit to multiple things and how it all kind of flows together? Like, what's that feeling for you that you are hoping other people can like achieve as they get some clarity as to like all the things? Yeah, I feel like there's there's two things which almost feels like could be contradicting to if you're if you feel like you're in all the things like that, you probably think, oh, that person's really busy. But I feel so satisfied every single day. And then I do different things every single day and I allow myself to kind of flow with the day, which I tried to be so structured for so long and just doesn't work for me. And then the other thing is ease, which sounds so strange to think, oh my gosh, you're doing so many different things, but life feels ease. And that's what it feels like. And, and I feel like everyone deserves to feel that everyone deserves to feel that satisfaction of like ending every single day. Like, oh, I feel so satisfied in everything that I did today. That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. And that's what I feel every single day, every single day. That's amazing. And I know that's that's something that many entrepreneurs (laughs) struggle with, right? Is finding that ease and flow in the day, especially when they have multiple priorities that are pulling them in multiple different directions. So even if they are just either focused on one thing, even within the one thing, there's lots, lots to do, lots of stuff, right? (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, finding the ease to to be able to move between all those, I guess, departments in their business of, you know, right now, this is a sales time of my day, and this is the marketing time of my day, and this is the operational part of my mm-hmm. day. And, and when there's one that they prefer to do over the other, that's also <laughs> the struggle. Yeah. So there's a little bit of yes and knowing in your own in your own business of like, hey, mm-hmm. if this isn't jiving, like farm it out. Yeah, that's one of the things that I started to implement was not necessarily within the day, but each day of the week as a structure of, so Mondays are the days that I'm going to try and book all my meetings. So I'm not, and then Tuesdays I'm focusing on content, let's say, or like kind of like the creative day and then having like a CEO day, like focusing on that rather than having to switch in between has also made such a big difference in me being able to focus on, let's say the creative aspect in all three businesses that I want, I'm, I'm creating instead mm-hmm. of just, oh, this day I'm going to focus on this, on just this business. And then the next, because it's impossible to say, I'm only going to focus here. Right. Yeah. And you still get to switch things around. Like you end up, you're the CEO. So you get to switch things around and create your own schedule. Like that's really why we're becoming entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Like to be our own boss, but not to have somebody else who's our boss, quote unquote. And another really good tip for anybody out there, never schedule creation of content and anything <laughs> creative after you've actually had to do any accounting in your business because that'll True. just suck any creativity out of your brain right there. I'm like, numbers? Then go create art. <laughs> no, like separate those two things as far as possible. Yeah. And also paying attention to like to your energy as well. Like I know when I do some kind of masterclass or things like that. It takes a lot of my energy. And so just giving myself, even if it's like 30 minutes to an hour afterwards, like that is taking care of you instead of setting this expectation of I'm going to do this masterclass and then I'm going to go do these calls and then I'm going to go do all these things. And it's all the do, do, do overachieve. And it's like, you're just depleting yourself and burnout is a ticking time bomb, you know? So just paying attention. I want to go back to something that you said a little bit earlier about trying different stuff and failing mm-hmm. and and changing your mind and and all that stuff which people struggle with for sure because they get into this mindset of I'm failing at all these things and I'm not I'm not good at anything, right? I had another guest on the show, you know, last season and she went from photographer to yoga instructor to going back to school and getting her degree as a physiotherapy like a physio body movement physiotherapy or kinesiology or something and then went back into photography and now is like tiktok and so she's changed her career like over and over and over again and i asked like that's so brave like i like i commend you for that and but for her like there was a lot of shame in transitioning from one thing to the next because somebody else's opinion of like can't you just stick to something like you keep like flip-flopping and moving on and you never stick with anything. Mm -hmm. What's your mindset tip on battling maybe that story that somebody might have in their head about changing directions? I know this is not going to be easy, but it's, it's really just having compassion because that is some type of projection coming from the other person. Like for some reason they believe that. And so and I think that's why we have to be so careful with the things that enter our world and what we allow stick, because 
one of the things, and I wouldn't be surprised if that, that guest was like a generator or a manifesting generator too, like in human design, because that's one of the things that we get conditioned, like that, can't you just stick to one thing? Like, can't you just commit? And it's like, maybe she's actually not meant to commit. And, and she's following the things that are making her happy. Like, why is, what's wrong with that? And that's, I feel like just like a projection from other people. And so just being mindful. I think that's the thing. It's just being mindful when people are saying something to you. It's like just that's creating that separation of, I don't need to take this story on. I don't have to make what they just said mean anything actually, because it's, it could just be a projection that they're trying to project onto you, but it doesn't have to mean anything. That's good. I'm assuming you've, you had a little bit of fair share of that in in your life too. Yeah. Because it feels like you're like, not and and I wouldn't be surprised I guess like it probably always like none of this makes sense I don't know why I'm doing any of these things but like I'm just doing it nothing makes sense so can you imagine for ourselves we're jumping and now you come and tell us like can't you just commit it's like you you think yeah do you think I want to do this yeah <laughs> awesome so okay so what else do you want to share? Anything else you want to share with us today? Do you got, you know, I think you have an offer or something that you want to put out into the world or tell people where they can find you or sign up for the things that you're doing, whether it be publishing or human design or whatever you got going on. What do you have to share? Yeah. So, I mean, if you are a coach, an entrepreneur, and you feel like you have a book in you, you can follow us at the Studio Press. We have an incredible program called Foundations, which is really like the creating your outline to get you started. And it's like the thing that you need to take off with your book. So we're actually starting a group program in January. So that's going to be super fun and super exciting, but we are on Instagram at the studio press. And then my personal brand is words by Ashley Ann again on Instagram. And we have an alignment master mastermind that we are doing and we're launching and just some exciting things. And if it just feels called, if you're thinking about human design, anything, that I've mentioned, then you're definitely want to keep continue to follow. And of course, I think everyone has a book in them. Every single person has a book in them. So really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if you kind of resonate with what Ashley's been saying, and you think that you are also a multi-passionate person, and you can't just pick one thing, go follow her. She's awesome and, and has lots of advice and guidance. And if you do have a book inside of you, or you think you might consider maybe having a book inside of you, talk to her because, you know, talking it out might just solidify for you that yes there is a story that I need to share and tell and she'll help you through that whole awesome process <gasps> cool oh my gosh Ash this was so much fun it was a, a little bit all over the map but that was literally kind of the topic of the conversation today too right? <laughs> that's what happens we just joke that's me the jumper <laughs> the jumper the jumper oh no it was all great very cohesive in the end we put a nice bow on it right so if you just can't commit and you need to figure out now what, maybe you're supposed to commit to a few things or a few mm -hmm. things one after the other, or it's not always about being one thing. And I think so many of us in a certain age demographic were told, go to school, get a degree, get a job, work the job, retire. Right? Do the one <laughs> thing that's what other for the rest generations of life. <laughs> before us did. And I'm like, that doesn't really work for me. So yeah, if you're feeling this, Definitely go check out some human design if you've never heard about that. See what your, what is it? Is it sign? What is it? What What is the labels for human design? Uh, so it's your energy type. Your energy. Find out your energy type in human design. And that might tell you a lot about yourself that you didn't realize before. 
Yes. Cool. So Thank if you, you loved this episode, if this resonated for you, give us a like, give us a share on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. And if you know somebody else who might be challenged in deciding how to do just one thing and you think that they might be a multi-passionate person as well, send this episode to them and it just might help them figure out their now what. So that's it for me. Thanks so much, Ash, for being on the show today. Loved it. We will see you guys next week for another Now What Wednesday. I'm your host, uh, Jessica. Find me at jess.loves.life on Instagram. Come say hello, and we will talk real soon. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do how to move forward and help you answer now what see you on the next episode